This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. All right, we are back with an instant reaction style podcast here. Uh, just a quick hitter podcast going into the early signing period. Recording this Tuesday. At 2.51 p.m., just to timestamp it, because as we know, things change quickly uh, going into signing day here. Uh, so let's get into it first. Gabby, let's start with the news. Uh, Miami flips running back Jordan Lyle from Ohio State on Monday night. He is the top 150 running back out of St. Thomas Aquinas. Nice addition to the class there. Miami also lands a transfer portal center in Zach Carpenter out of Indiana. So those holes have been filled. Now let's get into the juice, Gabby, and let's just go name after name after name. You kind of tell us where things are at here at 2.50 p.m. on Tuesday. Let's start with Florida State defensive line commit Armando Blunt. Certainly a lot of buzz that Miami is trending in a nice direction here for a flip. What's the latest here as of Tuesday? I, I still like where Miami's at and with Armando Blunt. It sounds like he's going to make his decision at a, a, maybe a little bit after 6 p.m. or around 6 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday at a signing ceremony in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, we'll be boots on the ground for that, but I, I still like where Miami's trending there. Darius Hayes, the four-star linebacker out of Largo High School in the Tampa Bay area. He is currently committed to Florida. He took a surprise visit to the on the Florida side of things to Miami, and now Florida's been trying to play defense ever since that visit this past weekend. What are the vibes there? Yeah, vibes are still strong. I still think uh, Miami, again, just kind of the circumstance of just how everything played out. I think if you're Florida, you got to be feeling pretty uneasy right now. I think everyone, I would say, is kind of taking a cautiously optimistic approach uh, on the Miami side just because he has had a recruitment where – you know, again, he's kind of said that he's been solid to Florida a few times and then kind of has not really been. So I think there's, there's definitely cautious optimism around where Miami's at with Adarius Hayes. And uh, I definitely would not be surprised if he picked Miami at 1 o'clock Eastern when he, uh, you know, makes his announcement. Another official visitor from this past weekend that is committed elsewhere, three-star defensive back Xavier Lucas out of American Heritage Plantation. He is currently committed to Wisconsin. Where things stand with him? Yeah, I think this is a good one. I think it's it's been I've gotten a lot of uh, good Miami feedback coming out of this official visit. Uh, of course, Xavier Lucas is committed to Wisconsin, and look again, he he has been he has been feeling really good about that pledge for for a while, and it has been tough for for Miami to kind of pull him away from it. But again, I, I do think uh, you know here on Tuesday afternoon 
I think things are trending Miami's way in that recruitment. And I think, uh, you know, they could potentially be getting good news. He's, he's announcing uh, his signing at 1230 PM Eastern on Wednesday. So I think uh, Miami can get potentially get some good news a little bit afternoon uh, on Wednesday. How about middle Tennessee state defensive tackle transfer portal target Barley cook. Yeah, he took an official visit over the weekend. Still, I, I really like where Miami's at there. I think the Hurricanes could be in line to get a second transfer defensive tackle. Uh, you know, after getting C.J. Clark last week, I think, uh, you know, more good news uh, could be coming over, you know, the next few days with uh, Marley Cook, uh, you know, top pass rushing interior, one of the top pass rushing interior defensive linemen. And uh, I think Miami's in a fantastic spot there. Four-star top 100 defensive back. Xavier Mincy out of Daytona Beach mainland. Miami's kind of been viewed as as the leader here maybe since the summer, uh, but it sounds like Alabama's making a late push. What kind of vibes are you getting here going into signing day? And, and when will he make his announcement public? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that there is some reason to believe that Xavier Mincy might send somebody paperwork on Wednesday. He is going to go public with his commitment at the All-American Bowl in San Antonio in early January. So I think we might have to wait some time to get official word about where he's heading. But uh, look, I think that there's there's long been some confidence on Miami's end. I know Miami and uh, Xavier Mincy are still in regular communication. They've kind of kept those lines wide open. And I think there's still reason to feel good about where the Hurricanes are at. Uh, going into Wednesday, if he is in fact sending in some paperwork. Uh, again, I think really a lot of the buzz that I get, if it's not Miami, it seems like Alabama is potentially the biggest threat to the Hurricanes right now. Uh, that's definitely the vibe that I'm getting. But I think, uh, again, I think uh, some are hopeful that they'll be able to cross the finish line with Xavier Mincy here on Wednesday. Maybe not publicly, but at least internally, I think I think they're hoping to maybe have a, a a letter of intent with his name on it. We'll see how that goes. And again, we may not actually ever know until he announces at the All-American game. Which is in early January, I believe. Yeah, um, early January. And then let's go to Mr. Number one overall player in the country, Jeremiah Smith, the five-star wide receiver out of Shamanam Madonna. Uh, still committed to Ohio State, Florida State pushing Miami hanging in there as well. Florida, probably fourth, if we're being honest, uh, in this recruitment, but they might have a hat on the table as well. What what sense do you get from a Miami perspective uh, how, how much they feel like they're in this one? Miami absolutely believes that they're in this one. Uh, Miami is... Miami's kind of loving that people are ruling them out. People are, they're kind of loving the fact that there's not, that no one's really giving them a shot here. Uh, you know, again, I think they feel like they've been ultra competitive in this recruitment that they've been, they've had Jeremiah Smith's ear over the course of the process. Of course, of course, Mario Cristobal went in home with Jeremiah Smith last week uh, before the final official visit weekend, but before the dead period closed. Um, and Miami certainly is just in a, don't count out Mario Cristobal at the finish line type of zone right now. And again, I'm not saying that Miami's going to get him. I'm definitely not suggesting that, but I think we've been pretty adamant, David, that, you know, I, I think Miami's maybe in this more than I think uh, that than is per maybe perceived nationally. And again, just from a Miami perspective, I definitely don't get the read that they feel like they're on, that they're out, that they're totally out, like no chance he's picking Miami. So just from the UM perspective, that's, that's my feel of the situation. And running back commit Kevin Riley uh, took an official visit to Alabama over the weekend. Crimson Tide looking to add a running back to their recruiting class. Miami lands Jordan Lyle last night. Uh, they were going to 
They're, they've been battling for Kevin Riley to keep him in the class. He, of course, is from Tuscaloosa County, um, so he is a local guy for the Crimson Tide. What are the vibes in terms of Miami being able to keep him in this class? I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling super confident that Miami is going to be able to hold on to Kevin Riley. That's uh, the latest feedback that I'm getting is that it sounds like it's more likely that Kevin Riley signs with Alabama. Uh, this was what Miami was kind of prepared for. I think they were kind of aware that this was always going to be a possibility, just knowing where Kevin Riley's from. Again, I mean, when he plays on Friday nights, it reads uh, his chest reads Tuscaloosa. Uh, it was always, uh, you know, within the realm of possibility that Alabama could just knock on the door and be like, all right, buddy, like, you know, come on over. And it seems like that's exactly what happened here at the finish line. And uh, I'm at the point where I expect Kevin Riley to to sign with the Crimson Tide. That one hurts, certainly. And look, I don't I don't really want to go into all of this in this podcast. I think it's fair to say drops from the class are on the table as well. We'll just kind of let those play out organically. Um throughout the day and, and wish those players best of luck in their landing spots, wherever that may be, because they are talented players and they certainly have futures uh, at the college level playing football. Uh, but Gabby, let's, let's discuss this. Hypothetically, let's just say Miami closes out with Blunt, flipping Armando Blunt uh, from Florida State, flipping Adarius Hayes from Florida, flipping Xavier Lucas uh, from Wisconsin. And then let's say in early January, Miami learns that they have uh, secured the commitment of Xavier Mincy, or at least it's publicly known. They have secured the commitment of Xavier Mincy. That gives Miami a 24-7 sports team recruiting score in the 292 to 294 type of range. Um, in recent cycles, that's good enough to sneak into the top five of the team recruiting rankings. Um, last year's class, for example, was number seven in the country. Their class recruiting score was 284. So with that type of close, which I think is doable, those, you know, going four for four, um, here down the stretch, um, I think is doable. And if they do that, they really have a shot at a top five class. Now, a lot of this is not all in a vacuum, too. It depends on how other teams close and and finish off their classes as well. But that's certainly encouraging. I think, too, it's worth mentioning, let's say Miami pulls off a signing day shocker and lands Jeremiah Smith. In addition to closing with these four players, that would push Miami's team score to over 300 which probably, you know, secures a top three-ish class, I think is fair to say. Um, potentially even second. It just depends on how other teams close as well. But it does seem like, Gabby, a top five finish is realistic. To me, it seems like a top 10 class is a lock, which on the surface uh, is a big deal because that has been something that Miami has not accomplished during the 24-7 sports era, which dates back to the 2011 cycle. Uh, but to go and potentially have the ability to land a top five class this year, I think speaks to where this thing is going in terms of a trajectory for the future. Yeah, I mean, being able to, if they're able to, I think whatever, however this class finishes out, I think that this is a, a really, really good group. And especially if they close at the high school level, the way that, 
you know, I'm at the point where I sort of expect them to, or they have the capability to, I mean, it's th- that's exactly how these guys are trying to draw this thing up from a talent acquisition standpoint, as far as, you know, stacking elite high school talent, developing that talent and just getting those dudes on board. And then again, I think even geographically, like closing how, the way that they would close, even from that standpoint of just, uh, you know, Jordan Lyle, which is already done. He flipped out of St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, potentially an Xavier Lucas out of American heritage and plantation Armando Blunt out of Miami central. Like, I think it's, it's, it's obviously the quality of players that they want to close on. And then, all, all, and then of course, just the, like regionally, it, it, it of course is a huge, huge factor that Miami is potentially able to keep home uh, some of the top players in the area, which I think is a top priority. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the way that they are potentially closing out here is is huge. And if they can sneak into that top five again, I think it's just, this is why you brought Mario Cristobal in. Th- these are the type yep. of things that he does. He elevates the, the t- overall talent on the team. And they're just going to continue stacking and stacking and stacking this type of talent over the next few few years. And that's why Miami is on the right trajectory. This is why the program is headed in the right direction because of the ability to land elite talent. The best predictor of future success on the field is recruiting. And so Miami is swimming in different waters right now in terms of recruiting battles. And, you know, if you continue to stack classes at this level, the results on the field will come as well. Uh, to touch on just transfer portal quarterback news, nothing really new. I think, look, I think Miami's in a good spot with Cam Ward. I think negotiations continue. Um, you know, as of the time we started recording this podcast, Will Howard still had not made a decision. And look, KJ Jefferson, the Arkansas quarterback, entered the portal yesterday. He presents another option that I think Miami is intrigued by. So, um, you know, look, I think nowadays with these high-profile transfer portal quarterback recruitments, there's two layers to it. Number one, the quarterback and the school have to feel comfortable with each other, get on the same page in terms of fit, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then number two, the NIL has to be on point too with both parties coming to an agreement there. So that could take time. Uh, So we'll see how this all plays out with the various dominoes that can fall with the transfer portal quarterback market. Let's get out of here on this. Uh, Just, you know, I tell you this all the time privately, Gabby. I want to tell you this publicly. Thank you for a job well done this cycle. Uh, You're the best in the business with with keeping us informed. The finish line is basically here. And now we just kind of follow the news. So job well done. and, And let's see what type of finish signing day brings. We'll get out of here on that. Stay locked on to InsideTheU.com throughout signing day. It's going to be a busy day. It's going to be a fun day. And until next time, take care.